Well, welcome to the inaugural podcast of Gulf Shore Life magazine. This is senior writer Jennifer Reed recording from Six Finger Studio at the beautiful Sydney and Byrne Davis Art Center in downtown Fort Myers. Today, we're continuing a conversation that we began in our August cover story, Room at the Top, in which we examine issues of women's leadership in the workplace. For as much progress as women have made, we're still seriously underrepresented in executive leadership, both nationally and right here in Southwest Florida. I'm joined today by two women who contributed their thoughts to that article, Stephanie Inc. Edwards and Diana Willis. Stephanie is a former financial advisor who now works in the nonprofit sector as Director of Development and Community Outreach for Community Cooperative. Diana is co-owner of the Jason's Deli franchises in Lee and Collier counties. Both are active in the community and known for their civic contributions. Both are also moms and can talk about the balancing act that comes with raising kids and growing careers. So I'm going to turn it over to you ladies and we'll listen in as you talk about the issues you see before women and how we can thrive at work and beyond. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having us here. I don't think I realized this was the inaugural podcast, so what a cool opportunity <laughs> to be a part of this. This is Stephanie here, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. And um, as one of many people who are probably a part of the Diana Willis fan club, um, I have a gazillion questions You're to funny. ask. <laughs> and I know we won't get to all of them, but when it comes to business and leadership, um, I'd like to know, to ask you, like, do you feel like you have days where you don't have it all together or that you're still having to reach for certain goals? Because from an outsider looking at you and all the work that you've done with your businesses and in the world of philanthropy, you just seem to have it all together. Oh, wow. I'm so happy that it pulls off that way. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, there are not every, not everybody has it all together every single day. And I would say that... Um, you go with your strengths. You, you do, you prioritize your day and what you have to get done. And then you work in the things that you can't into the rest of it. And I think that um, from the balancing side of it, the personal along with the business and then the leadership piece and the community piece, you just have to, um, gosh, I, I, no better way to say it than to just take your obligations seriously and know that I feel like everybody's watching so you have to put that best foot forward. And sometimes when your best foot is all you can do, um, you just have to pull it together and do it. Yeah. And you just go for it. Well, you do it flawlessly, that's for sure. Um, and I think I'd like to know a little bit more, too, about the leadership within Jason's Deli and some of the work that you've done, especially from the woman's perspective and, the, and the, uh, I guess the experience that you've had in your businesses coming up through the years? Well, that I'm very passionate about. And it's a little easier for me to talk about my teams as opposed to myself, because, <clears throat> you know, I feel like within our group, we, we consider ourselves family members because we spend a lot more time with each other sometimes than we do our own families. And with that, you have to, um, you know, make sure we're looking out for each other. And so there was a conscious effort within our company. We've, we've been in business in this community for about 18 years. And, you know, we looked and saw a little bit of a gap within the leadership of our company about 10 years ago and thought that there was a missing voice. And I think part of that um, was me feeling the difference in the decisions being made at the level um, where it was a very male-dominated field, which the restaurant business typically is. Um, 
Now, how long have you been in the restaurant industry? Oh, gosh. Before this, we had McDonald's. So it's been, gosh, over (laughs) over a a quarter of a century. Yes, a long time. (laughs) Um, A long time. But, you know, at the end of the day... um, we really needed to look at our women in leadership and say, why isn't your voice at this table? Why aren't you speaking um, your opinions and being more assertive? And I think sometimes as women in leadership, we tend to listen more. We tend to observe more. And instead, we wait for those opportunities to peak before we step across the line and say, hey, well, this is what I think. And does it really matter? And so we started asking and, and prodding and getting women to, in our company especially, to to really step over the line and say, hey, what do you think about this? But it was a prodding at first, and now it's flourishing. 50% of our company is has women leaders in it, where 10 years ago we didn't have that. So it is definitely um, a much more refreshing way because we have that balance within the leadership you know, part of our company. You know, it's also interesting as we see our family and our leadership grow and they're having children and seeing that balance, the work-life balance that we've always, you know, worked on. Um, With my kids growing up, we took them along for the ride with everything we did, and I don't think they know any difference. But it's funny in asking them some of the questions about, you know, how does it feel now that you're a working mom? How does that feel? Well, you know, they feel like they're better moms because of the productivity that they do at work. It's a stimulation that gives them more impetus at home to be better in the times that matter to them. So it's been a good uh, evolution. I completely agree with that sentiment that your employees are giving you when it comes to that, because I know your children are are grown and out of the house, but I still have two um, youngins at home, if you will, and trying to really balance that at home and figuring out how to be both mom and how to have my own career path and my own voice and my own person and balancing those two things. But it, it does, it makes me more productive at home. And I think being a better mother to my children by having my own voice in my own life, I guess you could say, and something that I work towards every single day. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't days where I really feel like I can't do both. And I'm sure there's a lot of working moms or even working dads, parents out there who probably feel that way. So finding that work-life balance sometimes is really difficult. Um, But it's a challenge that I definitely appreciate the opportunity to have. Um, Absolutely. I think communication on the good days and the bad days is the biggest key to that. Because, you know, the one thing I think is important is not to have your kids think you are perfect or that you can do it all. Because just like you said, we talked about it earlier, some days we do it better than other days. And so, you know, prioritizing that and letting them see that, you know, sometimes things are more of a challenge than others. I think that's where the teamwork comes in, too. You know, yeah. your your family really starts to come together as a team and you realize you need if even if you don't have your immediate family, you have your extended family or even your friends in the community. Um, you really make the, the plan work by having that network of people that, you know, you can get things done with and through, which I think is important, too. I would almost say that you can use that same idea within your personal professional work-life balance within your own career um, as far as making sure that you have a group of folks that you can lean on for different things. I know for for me and my career, and I still feel like I'm young and up and coming and you know, sometimes still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, I know that I have a handful of people that I can call if I get in a pinch or if it's even just to bounce an idea off of. And so I know that I've done some um, different mentoring programs to some um, 
students who are still in college and even some who are young in their careers in different places. And that's probably been the number one piece of advice is find someone maybe not smarter than you, but someone who's been there and done that or has a different perspective that you can reach out to and ask the questions, hey, what do you think about this? Because a lot of times they give you that different perspective of, yeah, maybe that's not the best thing for you. Or what about looking at it through this lens or this filter? And they can definitely give you ideas. Have you had that? Oh, I definitely have. I definitely have. And I've been fortunate, too, to mentor young girls in college and even in my own company. And the great thing is to see them grow from, you know, starting out in high school and going off to college and then into leadership and people reaching back out to you to ask for advice in this particular stage of wherever they're at. Um, So it's very heartwarming. But it's also, you know, a pay it forward moment because I think more and more women today have more opportunities, even though statistically it might not sound like there is, I think that women are asserting themselves a little bit more. And they're actually going into fields that once were considered mostly male-dominated fields. And I think so it's just going to take a little bit longer for that time to change. And just like it changed in our company, I think it's going to change within our country as we, you know, the Me Too movement. I mean, I think that's lends a certain credibility by we're just not going to be diminished anymore. We're not going to take snide comments that, you know, make us feel inadequate or make us even question that. You know, um, I think the women's voice now is probably being heard a little bit more and more um, authentically, which, you know, for the, for the longest time, I think they we were discounted as being too emotional or too um, flippant or something like that. And I think that that emotional connection is what makes us good leaders. I actually think the fact that we... You know, we have that humanistic side that we've overcome so many things that actually makes us better at what we do in leadership because we identify with that. Yeah, I agree with you, and I totally echo all of those sentiments. But I do know for me and some of my peers, um, I know that there are some that don't quite have the self-esteem or the confidence within themselves, and it comes up a lot of times of how do – how do they feel comfortable stepping up and having their voices heard and their opinions heard? Now you're a, you're a trailblazer. And like we were saying before we started this interview, <laughs> you've been that. there, done that, you've been around the block and sometimes twice. How, yeah. what advice would you give to um, younger women or, uh, or maybe even not a younger woman, but maybe a woman who's older than you, who's switching careers and jumping from one thing to another, starting over completely to have that, that positive self-talk to feel like they can go for it? I think it has to start with that. You know, um, what is it you're going for and what do you want to do? And then what's the worst thing that can happen if it doesn't go out as planned? Um, I think sometimes we overthink what we want to do or say instead of just saying it or doing it. Um, I've I've been, yeah, I've (laughs) been very guilty of being too truthful sometimes, but I think that the truth is always going to be, um, it's going to be your litmus test, right? And you don't have to remember anything else because it's the truth. So the advice isn't, um, it's very sincere. Um, But I also think that when you're ready to make a change, make it. That's that That's that time where I feel like it's never too late to launch. And I know we've talked about this before, but I think that a lot of women go through different times in their life, and whether it's a new career or a new position or even just deciding to start a family or, or work that into what you're doing, I think women have a lot more say in some of the decision-making than they give themselves credit for. So I think um, 
do it. Do you think maybe it's the fear of failure that holds some people back from doing those things? Because I know that there's a lot of people who get stuck in certain situations. Um, I would think that's apropos for everybody, even men. I mean, I think that um, there's a lot of people that don't um, take off as quickly as they probably would have liked to because they second-guess themselves or they think that, you know, maybe they're not ready. You don't know if you're ready until you do it, right? Until you do it. Right. Yeah, you'll sink or swim. Exactly. <laughs> Boy, have I heard that out. one way too many times. Yes, sink or swim, for sure. I've been there yeah, in my definitely. career choices, uh, for sure. Well, and even doing things you've never done before, I think that um, – What's the worst that can happen? We try it. It works. Great. If it doesn't, we back up and we think, well, what will work next? What's the next best thing? And I think when you, um, you know, I've been fortunate because someone tapped me on the shoulder years ago when I was um, pretty young and asked me to lead something before. And I, I really just didn't even know what that meant. Because I was always a follower working for somebody else or a different company. And when someone invited me into their company and be a leader of people who were older than me, I was a little intimidated by that. But I was like, wow, somebody else believes in me? Then I really owe it to them to try, right? So that's what I did. And I think I worked harder and smarter than the people that didn't get it because, you know, they weren't there. So I have to ask, do you think that you would have been as gung-ho and going for it with the gusto if you didn't have someone tap you on the shoulder? I don't know. I I think that I was born to serve other people. I was born to lead people. I I believe that, but I found, you know, I I was fortunate I got to find someone to to do that. But I think if that person wouldn't have done it, then I would have found it on my own. I, I just know that. Yeah. I really wish I could bottle that. Wouldn't that be I great? Do. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you got to look at, I, I guess I look at, um, you know, self-assessment, you know, through the years. I can't say that I would go back and do everything exactly the way I did it, but I'm pretty proud of the fact that I did it because there were times I I questioned my own judgment and, and going off in that particular direction, but it always ends where you're supposed to be, so. Yeah, that's I good. feel that kind of works out well, too. Mm-hmm. I, I had a big... Um, career change. Oh gosh, going on four years now. I was in the world of finances and then just one day I didn't want to do it anymore um, for all sorts of various reasons. Mm -hmm. And um, I had an opportunity presented to me of going and working in the nonprofit sector, which I had always done as a volunteer and a board member. And I I have a true servant's heart and I love giving back to the community. And uh, it was a leap of faith to me to completely switch gears um, professionally. And I jokingly say now that I use my evil powers for good. Um, I get to take all the uh, wherewithal and know-how and knowledge that I learned over the years of being in the finance industry and and use it now for fundraising and philanthropy and giving back within my community. But I do remember when I made that switch, I was very apprehensive, like, oh gosh, what if it doesn't work out? What will people think? What, what, you know, what if I fail? And here I am almost four years later and uh, I'm doing okay. I I didn't, I didn't sink yet. And yet me as a perspective, you know, when you did that, you were still leading groups of people at the chamber. Mm -hmm. And so I would look at you and think, gosh, look at how young and poised she is and um, and leading people then before you even jumped and, and did this new role. So I think you'd be surprised at what other people might think, you know, and sometimes I think we let that little self-doubt piece, you know, take over sometimes and instead, you know, seek the advice of other people, like you said, and 
That's what really I did. did. Mm-hmm. I certainly did. I called on all sorts of people and said, hey, what do you think? Do you think this is a good move for me? And, you know, I had lots of positive feedback. And, you know, there were some that were, said, you know, think it through with all the pros and cons. And, and, I, and I did. I just went for it. But I think it's all about having that team of uh, folks behind you. See, I think that's super important. I've had that my whole life. And when we first moved um, in Texas, before I had children, you know, we didn't have any relatives or anything around there. And, and I'm talking more than 30 years ago. And, you know, you have to create a network of friends that really become your family and become that um, source, not just of um, to lean on in times you need them, but to be that inspiration when you're looking for something outside of that. And I think that's always been important. So it's like your tribe, you know, your Yeah, for sure. pack, for sure. And I would almost put the challenge out there. For anybody who's listening to this, and I'll speak for Diana on this one, (laughs) if you don't have a tribe, reach out to us. We'll give you that inspiration to take that next step or that next Yeah, it's super important because, you know, those are the people who give you the real feedback and the real, um, you know, you can toss ideas out there for anything. And I think it's really nice to have, you know, a good network of people like that. What about balancing um, responsibilities within your workplace, I guess, on a on an event, any given day of all the different hats that we have to wear? Do you have any tips for me or for any of our listeners um, on how to... Wow. Now, that is a challenge. I'm not going to lie because, you know, I go from HR to risk management to recruiting to, you know, all these different um, areas of the business, sales, marketing, community. And um, so... And because I own, we own our business, we, you know, we're probably connected a little bit more than we should be. But honestly, um, again, it comes down to prioritizing and what's important to you and what have you, what have you put out there as an obligation. So the balance for me is um, making time for what's important and segregating my day out for that. So if you don't get an email response back from me, it's because, well, it didn't fall into that piece of my day. You may not hear back till the next day or the next day after that, depending on my schedule. Because if I'm in a deli, I'm 100% in a deli. If I'm in um, dealing with a crisis situation, it's going to get all of that attention as well. And so, you know, um, there are certain things that may not surface again for a few days because it's on their list of priorities. I've gotten to where I don't feel like I'm obligated to be super responsive to every little thing. I just say I love hearing you say that because I fight myself all the time on feeling that I need to be available for every phone call or, oh my gosh, I need to hurry up and be responsive to the email or text message or whatever. I mean, there's so many different ways you can get in touch with people these days. Yeah. So I prioritize it. And so sometimes if, if it, it's not that you're not important, but it's just in the hierarchy of the day or the what's happening, it's really the time you can be and give it the best that you can give it. Um, so to me, I think you have to prioritize, and that's really what it comes down to. That's really. I mean, if I'm just thinking advice. of what I've accomplished before this podcast today, <laughs> it's like, whoa, it's been a pretty good morning already. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Now, that's just professionally, but Mm -hmm. what about, too, I know we as women are really not great at always taking care of ourselves. Do you also put time in there to prioritize to, like, make sure that you take time for you? 
100%. So how do you make yes. that happen? Because I'm still stuck in that area. Early in like, the morning. I don't have time for me. <laughs> well, for me, I don't have children at home, so I would say early in the morning is best for me. Sometimes, they're, you know, I like to arrange walk and talks with people because if someone I haven't heard from for a long time, I'll schedule a walk and talk with them. And now, or if we have, walk and talk? It's just a, a meetup time. We get together and we talk about various subjects or various things that might be going on in their lives. And you can't really take time in the middle of a day to do it. So it's like take time in a morning or an afternoon or on a Saturday and just do a walk and talk. And not only do you get exercise, but you also talk through some things with somebody that's really important to you. Two birds, one stone. I like that. That's right. Yeah, you have to become very efficient. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. I know. It is awesome. I'm going to start doing walk and talks. You should. Even with your kids. That would be fun. They would like that too, spending that quality time. For sure. So how are you how are you balancing your children's schedules in the summertime, for instance, right now with all that you have going on? Because you know, the work still is the work. It goes the on. The work still is the work. Well, luckily in this day and age with technology, the way that it is, we are such a cloud-based, web-based, over-connected Same. community. And so my phone and my laptop and my <laughs> iPad go with me everywhere that I go. So I, I always feel that I can work on work, um, even if it's at 1130 at night, and I have a few minutes to myself where I need to get something done that I haven't been able to get done because I was prioritizing family over career. Um, honestly, it's it's calendaring. And for me, it's I block my schedule, like you were talking about prioritizing things of just making sure that I have time for certain things to get done. And if I don't do that, I find that I'm not as productive Um, So I like to even put in my calendar, I have 30 minutes to do return phone calls. I set it up just like it's a a meeting with my most important donor who's about to give me $100 million. But it really is just listening to voicemails and returning phone calls to whomever it may be. But I make that the most important thing. And then just balancing the personal and professional. Um, I have a ginormous wall calendar in my office, in my home, and I have lots of expo markers. We also have a uh, calendar through Gmail, family calendars, and I like to have both because they both change constantly, and I need to see the visual of the entire year or month or quarter or whatever's going on so I can really see what's coming up and what I have to do and what I can plan and honestly what I need to say no to Yes, because I don't have time. And that took me a while to get to the point of where I felt like I could say no and not having FOMO, Mm -hmm. that whole fear of missing out. And I do still struggle with that a little bit. Um, but I have gotten way better with it, that it's okay not to go to every party. It's okay not to be at every fundraiser. It's okay not to go to everything and feel like you're, you're missing out on something. Sometimes it's okay just to sit at home in your pajamas and, and watch Instagram and see how much fun everyone else is having without you. Yes, I think I learned that a few years ago. Um, you know, I felt like at one point when you're so getting involved in so many things that when you show up, when you're just showing up, you're not really doing the best work you want to do. And so then I felt like, you know, it's always interesting when I feel like I'm, I'm, I need to go and I want to go. That's when I was so glad that I went. You know, so I think it it is a priority, but I agree. I have to schedule everything on my calendar. It's silly sometimes. My husband laughs at the things I put on my calendar because I do take that time for that. I mean, unless an emergency or crisis happens, everything is done by that calendar. So I think it's important, but we have to share calendars too with everything. So we have to. 
And I think that's a really good place, a, th- a good thought to leave off on. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge trying to balance all of these workplace responsibilities and our kids and our outside obligations and everything else. But at the end of the day, if you don't take care of yourself, if you're not 100% at the, at your game, you can't lead anybody. <laughs> So I think that's an important message for us all to remember as as we think about workplace issues and leadership issues and, and things like that. So um, ladies, do you have any final thoughts or pieces of advice that you would like to pass on to our listeners today? I do. I think that um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about going in a different direction or you're thinking about asking for a promotion or you're thinking about asking for a raise, do it do it. Sell yourself first. Always think about, you know, the priorities that you want in life. Um, I think you should just go for it for sure. Cool. Thanks, Diana. And Steph? Yeah, I echo almost that same sentiment of not just go for it, but believe in yourself. And if you don't feel that you have the confidence with your own self-talk of just having that dialogue internally, go ask someone to boost you up. It's okay to ask for that inspiration and that um, add a girl if you need it to be feeling like you can go for what it is that you want. Great. Thank you. Well, it's it's been interesting listening to, to you. Um, and, and even though my reporting found that there is a shortage of female leaders in Southwest Florida, it's very refreshing to know that we have women like you who are taking charge and also bringing up more and more women as you progress in your own companies and your own careers. And I think together, that's how we will make a real difference, both in the workplace and in our communities as a whole. So thank you so much for participating in this conversation, as well as for all the work that you do um, at work and in the community. Yes. So to our our listeners, we appreciate you for listening in on our conversation today. We also wish to thank again the uh, crew at the Six Finger Studio at the Sydney and Byrne Davis Art Center for producing our podcast. Uh, You can find the full article, um, Room at the Top, at our website, www.gulfshorelife.com. We also invite you to join us for a special women's forum that Gulf Shore Life is hosting on Wednesday, August 22nd at 8.30 a.m. at Artist Naples. The event is free. However, you can find a registration link at www.gulfshorelife.com. At that event, we'll continue this conversation and look for ways that we can elevate each other and ourselves. Thank you. Thank you.